Welcome to Rekindled Faith with Melanie Bierda. Whether you've been wrestling with questions, facing doubt, or simply just uninspired, let's dive into what it means to be authentic followers of Christ. The heart of this podcast really came about back in 2021 during the pandemic, if you remember those days. And I had a non-Christian friend that was posting anti-Christian memes on social media. And I was really confused because looking at them, it was mocking Christianity, but it did not in any way represent the God that I served. And I think that God really used that to light a fire under my butt and help me to recognize how serious it is that as a Christian, I am responsible for representing God well. And I am responsible for studying his word and understanding what exactly I do believe and being able to articulate that to people that may have questions. And not only that, but be able to live out my faith in a way that people can understand without even talking to me that, oh yeah, she walks different. She talks different. Hey, I wonder if she's a Christian. I've met a lot of people through work and just life events that I knew for years and never knew that they were believers. And I just really felt like God was like pressing on my heart when my friend was posting all these memes and just kind of that wake up. Okay. You've been in like comfort with me for so long. Hibernation period, that's what I call it. Because basically I was reading the Bible when I felt like reading the Bible, going to God when things were really hard. And I was trying to stay connected, like praying in the morning, praying at night. And off and on it worked. But at the heart of it, really, I was just using my faith as a way to try and keep myself steady and not actually trying to dig into any amount of depth. I fully believe that right now we are living in such a hypersensitive culture of us versus them. Like even if you're not a Christian or if you are a Christian, we've all engaged in the whole concept of us versus them where we don't even want to listen to the other person's opinion or perspective or hear anything about why they believe what they believe we just shut them down immediately because it's not the same as ours and I think in part from a Christian perspective I think that there is a lot of fear that if we even give a minute to this this concept that other people carry then maybe it's gonna like blemish us or something I don't really know but I just feel like we're missing the mark the God that I serve the Jesus that I'm passionately in love with is one that got down into the dirt and sat with people, sat with the outcasts and sat with the rejects, sat with the people that were deeply struggling with their identity. The Jesus that I served, he came to me in my deepest, darkest pit, called me by name and called me out. Wake up, Melanie. It's time. So why wouldn't I do the same for others? And why wouldn't I live boldly in my faith in a way that proclaims his goodness, proclaims his name, 
and gives him the glory. So rekindled faith is born out of a place of recognizing that I am responsible as a Christian. I am responsible for educating myself around what I believe, for knowing what my values are, for knowing how valuable people are, and for loving God, loving all of the people that he created in his image. Because whether or not the humans that I walk with believe in God, he still created them in his image. So they are not better than me. They are not less than me. We are still equal. I've come to a place of thinking of people like icebergs. And no, I don't mean in the concept of being cold and aloof. What I mean by being an iceberg is that we only ever see the surface of what people show us or what can just obviously be seen or what our perspective of their life is. There is a whole nother realm underneath the top of that iceberg. And even our closest family members, we may never know exactly what's underneath that surface because we live in a culture where we no longer sit down and just talk about it. It's not safe to just sit down and have the conversations about what we're struggling with. And I've seen this a lot in the church. And I'm not going to bash the church because I believe that the church is a good place to be. And it's full of imperfect people that are just trying to get into relationship with God. Or maybe they're in a season of drought. And that's okay. They can still show up. There is no requirement. But I've seen this in church settings or church people where something happens in a Christian's life, some sort of sin, and it kind of like just catapults them into a spiral. And instead of the church coming alongside them and being like, yo, 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 what's up? Okay, you were fine, we thought. Now you're not. How can we help? And when I'm saying the church, I'm not saying that it's up to the pastor and the leaders and the elders or whatever. Literally all of the people that proclaim the name of Jesus, it's up to all of us. So if we have a friend in the church that is spiraling, we are all responsible for being the hands and feet of Jesus in that moment. And I'm so disheartened to know how many how many Christians have completely denounced their faith, not because they stopped believing in God, but because of how people had failed to show up for them when they were literally at their worst. But then I also think about how Jesus hung up on that cross and most of his friends just walked away. And then they were shocked when he showed up on the road. They didn't recognize him. We have this expectation as a society that people are supposed to just know what's going on. But we also have this expectation as a society that if we don't know how to help somebody, then we need to alienate them. And I don't really think that's right. I don't think that that is what God intended. And I'm not just speaking about this from my own perspective of looking at other people's walk in life. I'm speaking at this from my own personal perspective because I walked away from faith as a teenager. And if you would have asked me back then why I walked away, I would have said that it was because of all the hypocrites and the condescending judgmental people that went to church. And if that's what God was or if that what that was what Christianity was, I wanted nothing to do with it and I walked away. But if you would have just peeled back a couple layers, you would have found out that I was also experiencing a lot of trauma, a lot of insecurity, a lot of 
resentment and hatred and bitterness and resentment and a longing, a deep, deep longing to have God in my life and to know God, but not feeling like I would ever amount to anything that would be worthy of him. I felt like I had to be pure and clean because of the language that was used at that present time. And because that mixed with my struggle with my identity and being adopted and that mixed in with my struggle with being molested a number of years as a child, how could God ever love me when we talk about purity culture? (laughs) Come on. I'm damaged goods. Apparently, if you have sex before you're married, you're going to go burn in the fiery pits of hell. So if I'm being molested, what does that say to me? And nobody would even be able to answer my questions. Even today, people cannot carry the weight of what I had to face as a little girl. And that's okay. I'm okay with that today. Because I have my relationship with God today. And because he has taken all of that trauma, all of that hurt, all of that darkness... And he has transformed it into a testimony of his redeeming love. And I know that there's so many people out there that have struggled with things similar to my story or different from my story, but at the heart of it is a disconnect from our God, from our creator. And so my hope is that my testimony, what I've been learning, what I've been feeling God put on my heart will help empower burnt out Christians that are ready to throw in the towel to rekindle their faith. Not because I say so, not because the church says so, not because our neighbor says so or our mom says so, but simply because each and every single one of us were designed specifically by the creator of the entire universe and beyond, designed for a meaningful and authentic relationship with a God that never stopped pursuing you. So my hope and my prayer for this podcast is that you feel like it's a place where you can hang up your hat, sit down, relax, and just engage in the conversation. I will very much so have non-believers come on this podcast and do interviews. I already have some people in mind. And that doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian. Just because I sit and I talk with people that believe different does not mean that I'm not a Christian. And we may have differences in our belief and that's okay. And it's okay to talk about those differences in a way that doesn't leave people feeling like crap after or feeling like they're backed into a corner and have to fight to get out. I'm all about trying to better understand the human condition and the heart behind it all. If you open up your Bible and you read your Bible, all of the things that we're dealing with today are at the heart in the Bible. Cancel culture, you bet. Us versus them, you bet. Gaslighting, you bet. It is all jam-packed into those books. So the human condition has not changed. We are still self-seeking, condescending, easily offended. We live in a hypersensitive culture where people are fixating on reasons to divide rather than trying to understand what is separating us. And I just want to dig into the heart, the heart of Jesus, the heart of what God has created us all to be a part of because it is something bigger than just you and just me and just whatever it is that we're doing with this life. I pray that this podcast helps empower you to rekindle your faith. I hope that it helps to hold you accountable to the convictions that God is already placing on your heart. And I pray that it will just open up your mind 
open up your heart to recognize the soft, still, quiet voice of the God that's calling to you. You may be walking through the wilderness right now, but you're not alone. God walks with you, and he's moving mountains just to talk to you. I fully anticipate that some of my opinions or thoughts or perspectives will change, transform, and grow. I fully anticipate that my own knowledge of God and theology and apologetics will also change, blossom, and grow. I am embarking on this new task with the purpose and the hope to equip and empower you, but also that I may better understand the God that I serve and how I can better represent him in this world and in this culture that we live in. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. It's always been about him. It's been about his love story for us, with us, that he has invited us into. Let's start the conversation. Let's talk about it.